Hi, this is Jim Stone with the Art of Coaching Volleyball, and today I'm pleased to be joined by Kathy George, the highly successful coach at Michigan State University. So, Kathy, welcome. Welcome, uh, Jim. Thanks for having me. Yeah, sure. I want to um, speak a little bit today about women in coaching, but before we get into that, can you tell the people listening a little bit about yourself, your coaching background, along with um, some information about your family background? Well, Jim, I started uh, 27 years ago, and it, it's uh, hard to believe that it's been that long, but um, I started right out of college and was an assistant for only one year with Marcy Weston over at Central Michigan before I got my first head coaching job at North Dakota State and uh, have been in te- Texas Arlington, uh, Western Michigan, and now Michigan State. So I've been doing this a long time. Um, along the way, I had two children, two boys, um, and uh, one's a senior in college and one's a senior in high school at this point. So busy life. Well, it's obvious that uh, you've been able to successfully juggle the demands of a Division One program and the obvious demands of being a, a wife and, and a mom. Um, if you were to speak to a young female coach, uh, what keys would you emphasize to her about being able to juggle those things and, and do them both in a successful manner? I don't, I, I definitely know I don't have all the answers and, uh, nor did I as I went through it, but, um, it was, it was definitely challenging. And over time, recruiting has changed so much and, and the sport of volleyball has and the demands that, that are in place. But, um, I, I do know that, that women can do it. I do know that it's challenging, but I think any career is going to be challenging if you're throwing yourself into it and trying to be successful. So, um, I, you know, I had to kind of cut myself a little slack along the way. I had to have my, family pitch in and understand life was not going to be normal. They didn't have that normal mom um, or what we would think a normal mom would be. But, uh, but I, as so far, I think our children are doing well. Um, you know, they're, they're, they, they don't seem to be too strange, but <laughs> they've made it through. And, uh, and uh, you know, it has been very rewarding in both areas of our lives. What um, has, has just been able has time been the biggest issue? Cause Lord knows the division one coaching thing requires time and the obvious mm-hmm. time demands of being a, a mom is, is 24 hours in a day, just not enough at times. Uh, yeah, I would agree. And I, I think that uh, you, you just feel that you're always, you're always on, you're always having to be somewhere, do something and make sure that you're trying to be the best at everything that you're, that you're putting yourself into. So I never wanted my children to feel that I didn't love them, didn't care about them and weren't that I wasn't going to be there for them. So um, I think what I did, and I probably could have done a better job of it was uh, make sure to take some time for myself to, you know, uh, carve out some time for working out and different things that I might need to do. Um, but I just didn't feel that there was a lot of that time. So um, I, I know that my advice from this side, looking back would be different than what I might've done myself, but um, but I do think that, um, you know, it's demanding. There's, there's always some, something to do and, uh, and you never want to shortchange anybody. Sure. Well, let's, um, talk a little bit more about the coaching component, uh, in, in just general terms, do you feel mm-hmm. that having a female head coach that are that's mm-hmm. coaching a, you know, a, a female team, is is there some positives to that, or 
it's male, female, six and one, half dozen, the other, it doesn't really make a difference. I do think it has, um, it has a lot of value. And the reason I say that is I know um, from doing this for 27 years, the players that I've impacted um, in, in terms of how they've gone about their careers post-college and what they've done and how they've managed themselves, they, my players are very aware of the fact that I have a family and that, um, and what that means. But they also know that I think it's very important that you're strong and that you put yourself in a position to uh, manage yourself, your time, um, how you're going about things and throwing yourself in all, just all the way. Um, I, I've always talked to them about being strong. I've talked to them about um, balance and, um, and that you can in fact do it and that we want to provide you an opportunity to um, see the future, to be able to say, I can do things. I might not choose to do all things, but I have, I have an option and that I can do it and I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to back away just because of, um, of what I am afraid I can't do in the future. So I want them to be um, looking, at, looking at life um, from a strong position, and I think that that helps having a female that's being able to do it. They see us juggling. They see me juggling that. I do think there's value in having uh, both genders on a coaching staff. I think there's, there's a lot of value to that. Um, but, uh, but I do think they've learned a lot in this area and have heard that from many athletes um, that have talked to me since then. Well, looking at things maybe a little bit more globally, you know, I came across some statistics recently that, that I found surprising. Maybe, uh, maybe I shouldn't have. I don't know. But uh, I, I was reading a study by the Tucker Center for the Study of Women in Sports, and they did a study for the 2013-2014 academic year of 55 um, Division One BCS schools. So we're talking about major institutions. And they only had uh, 38% of the volleyball coaches in this study are female. Uh, so, right. I mean, female coaches uh, are a minority. Do you do you find this number concerning, just either personally or professionally? Absolutely, and those numbers keep dropping. And uh, you would think, I mean, looking at time, you would think that more and more women would be getting into into coaching, um, but we're finding that uh, it's it's quite the opposite. And 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 I don't know. I mean, is there are there is there an exact science to that? I don't know, but. Um, the time commitments that are going into this and, and being able to manage a family and be successful at uh, this level, uh, certainly a BCS level, um, is, is challenging. You know, there's so much recruiting that goes into this right now. There's so much, um, so much uh, outside of the gym that goes into having a successful, successful team that I think women find it daunting. Um, I'm here to tell them you can do that. I think it's, I think you can. I think you look, you have to look at it differently. You have to attack it, um, in a way that you can, you can have your family and you can balance things out. But I think there's some fear, there's a fear component in that. Um, I also, I, you know, I think that, um, across the board, you see, you see women, um, you see, you see men from the men's side of sport and in volleyball, and there's so many that are looking to get into coaching, and, and um, there's so many more teams on the women's side that they're, they're looking to get in on the women's side as well. Uh, well, going back to your previous comments about the, the role modeling, you know, portion of being a female head coach and how it might positively impact the players that are under you. If the numbers keep shrink, keep shrinking in terms of the numbers of female head coaches, 
does it almost become a self-fulfilling prophecy that there's not going to be that role modeling going on? So therefore, there's not going to be the number of uh, females going into the profession that you think that you think would uh, would go into it, given the you know the thousands that are coaching. You know, I agree with you. Um, you're not if you don't see it, you're not going to be doing it. You're not going to think it's possible. And I know that. Um, currently we have one of our former players here on staff and, and, uh, and I was talking to her at length about this type of thing and it does help her. She said it did help to see that I was able to do it, have a family that we didn't have to sacrifice one thing for the others. But I, I make sure that I'm, um, talking to a lot of young female coaches right now and I, I do get asked this question all the time, like, how did you do it? Can you do it? You know, am I, Am I going to be a horrible mother or wife or whatever? How, how am I going to manage all this? Um, so that's a very um, popular question. And, and, you know, I just am here to re- encourage them that you can. And so the more, the more women, and it, and it really is a topic amongst women right now. So I'm really trying to, to help mentor and getting a group of women that are out there coaching, trying to get them to mentor young people too and, and show it that it's, a, that it's a possibility and it's a, it's a rewarding life. I've enjoyed coaching. I've totally enjoyed what I do for a living. And yes, it's not always wonderful. <laughs> There's obviously challenges along the way, but but I totally enjoy enjoy it, and I would do it all over again. Um, and uh, so I want to make sure I'm sending those messages to young people that are getting into this career. So do you think, yeah, I guess to to make it some very simplistic, that there's a fear factor uh, among people that might be coaching candidates, but they're afraid of the the time demands that the profession has. That and certainly that's not going to change. Mm-hmm versus the other social aspects of their life or family aspects that there's just a fear that I won't be able to do a good job of both? Well, yeah, I think, I think it's the, what you just said there is that you're afraid you can't be good at all of it. You're afraid that you're giving, you're not going to be able to be full in any category. So you're going to, you're going to shortchange it all and you're going to be very average at it all. So um, there's that fear. And you want to, you want to know that you can make it work. And I, Jim, got to a point in my life where I was, uh, I was really not feeling that I was successful in any one of those areas, whether it was a wife, mother, or a coach at that time. And, and I felt like I was just busting at the seams. I was shortchanging everything. And, um, I had that conversation with my husband and my kids started running in and said, Mom, Mom, we love that you're coaching. We love that we get to be at the basketball gym and the football and we get to do this. We get to do that. We're one of the, one of the people within the university. And um, it was such a freeing comment to me from my, from my son that I was like, wow, he's gaining all these other things. And by being a part of an athletic department, he, he has access that nobody else has access to. And he feels like he runs the place when he's over at the athletic department. And he, there's, there's so many other things that come from it. Now, I'm not the mom that's at the Valentine's Day party at the school, or I'm not the one that's making cupcakes. That's not me. <laughs> We're lucky if we get some dinners. But, but they had so many other opportunities. They've been to Europe with me, Hawaii. They've been to, um, you know, they've been to the bowl games. They've been to the Final Fours in basketball. And so they have things that others don't, and, and they get to see life from inside. And, I mean, athletics provides such great opportunity to develop character anyway and just all the things that come from, you know, learning how to, how to deal with adversity or persevere, all those kind of qualities that I think our children have been, been open to and have seen people fail and see people succeed, and there's so many great stories. So I've, once he said that, it kind of clicked to me that, you know what, they're getting something other kids just never will have. 
And I felt that that was a, a huge value to them. And he freed me to go ahead and do it. And I took the guilt off of myself at that point and just decided that, you know, we were going to need to do things differently. I was going to have to get a, you know, a housekeeper. I was going to have to get people to help us with different, different things in our daily life because I wanted to be freed up to give my kids quality time, not like me cleaning bathrooms. I, I needed them to, I needed, like, I looked at every place that I could gain some time back so that I could give them quality. And, um, and so that's how I went about moving on into my career from that point on. And I think I must have been about 10, 15 years in at that point. So um, there are ways to do it, but you do feel that you, you're, you're hurting other people if you're not being the best at what you can do, whether it's your team or your kids or your husband. Sure. Okay, Kathy, last question. If you were to get out of the coaching world, this is, this is a hypothetical here. If you're to get out of the coaching world and all of a sudden you have the, the mantle of being an athletic director, would you make a special effort to hire female coaches for your female teams for sure, or conceivably for, for your, um, for your men's teams? Um, both. Yes, I would, because I think there's a lot of value that comes from that. And I, I would do that, but I would make sure that I equip them to be successful in every area possible and uh, that we, that I'd be aware of the challenges that come from it and uh, put in place things to, to help people get, you know, to be the best they can be in every area. Okay, I guess I lied, but in, in your answer... That wasn't the last question. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be the last question. I opened up more doors, didn't I? <laughs> well, just, okay, that, I, I promise this is the last question, and I appreciate your time here. Um, you, you mentioned in you were preparing coaches for being successful. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel at the administrators um, uh, around the country are preparing coaches, female coaches, to be successful? You know, um, I'm not, you know, I'm not positive as I don't look into all the athletic departments across the country. I think, you know, Michigan State has definitely, we've definitely talked about different things and challenges that women may have, um, coaching and, and just time commitments and those types of things. So they've been very aware and helpful in those, in those areas and providing things to have your family be included in, in different trips and, and on different, uh, in different ways. Uh, throughout the athletic department, getting, you know, letting them be a part of um, other sports and different things that we attend and do. Um, but they look at it inclusively that way. Um, I think that anytime you can make uh, the family be a part of an athletic department, um, it helps ease the guilt that a woman might have. And, and men might have that same guilt, you know, so it, it, I'm not saying that's exclusive to women, but, um, but, but as you make it more of a family atmosphere and you pull it in, I think it does definitely make it uh, more possible and, you know, to recognize um, the challenges as an AD, just recognize those challenges as they may be coming and, and try to help provide opportunities to, um, to alleviate some of that would be important. So I, I think I'd be aware of that. I don't have all the answers. I think I don't know what they're doing across the country. I do know that um, there are there are across the country in terms of all business, um, there are um, those companies that are really working to to bring females in and women in, in high positions and help accommodate some of those things across the board. Okay. Well, Kathy George, you know, thanks so much for your time and uh, we appreciate your insights, and we wish you the best of luck. Well, first of all, congratulations on your your record at Michigan State, and certainly the best of luck going forward. Thank you so much, Jim.